Welcome back to the second episode of the Plant-Based Performers Podcast. My name is Amelia Rose, but you can call me Emma. And I am Peter Lee Petcher, but please call me Lee. We have far too many names, don't we? Far too many names. And if you want to know the origin of them names, just go back to episode one. We explain everything in there. (laughs) How's your uh, couple of weeks been then, Lee? It's been good, man. Yeah, like... We've had a lot going on these these couple of weeks, haven't we, really? Yeah, I feel like we talk about being vegan, like, all the time. All the time now, and I think people are getting annoyed at us a little bit. I hope not. (laughs) No, but it's good, though, so... We're back for episode two. That's a, a huge accomplishment right there, right? Yeah, it means we had someone listen, at least. We had more than one person listen. <laughs> I think as we're going out, we're on about 77 downloads. That's not too shabby. That's not too shabby for a first-time podcast, I don't think. I don't know, like, all the numbers for other previous podcasts for other people, but I think we're doing all right. Yeah, and I just want to say thank you to anyone who has listened a uh, huge thank you. And particularly, I've been quite surprised, particularly by like a lot of my meat eater friends have listened and yes. they've like sent me some really, really, really lovely feedback on it saying, you know, that they, they're not sure they'll ever be vegan, but they're, you know, it's making them think. It's Do you know what? Them... And I think, I think that is exactly why we set up this podcast as well. It's to start the conversation. Yeah. Like people that I have, I I speak to quite a lot and have said that they'll never go vegan and now asking me questions and it, it shows that they're curious about it. Yeah. And do you know what? That's the first step. Yeah. One of my friends uh, said that her and her boyfriend had talked at some point about possibly going vegetarian and my other friend was asking me about like my thoughts on eggs and my thoughts on honey and wool and things like that. So I'm more than happy to give my thoughts and and say, you know, this is why I believe that we shouldn't eat these things. Yeah. Then it's up to you. But we don't want to be those preachy people, do we? Well, no, exactly. And we, we said that in episode one and we say it to people just in general conversation, we're not going to be one of those die hard vegans, those um, extremists. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be one of those that say, you must eat plant-based. What you're doing is murder. I think, you know, general I mean, knowledge is... It, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, that's general knowledge. But, you know, if you can go to bed at night and not have to worry about that, fine. You know, that's absolutely... Yeah. That's absolutely fine. You know, we're not going to be preaching to you. What we want to do and the reason we set up this podcast is to start that conversation. Yeah. And I think people who are listening to this now... I think we've got past the the friends and family stage. I think people who are carrying on listening are people who are curious and want to know a bit more. Well, yeah, they must be. And, you know, that again, it's the first step is just knowledge, isn't it? Knowledge is power. So absolutely. We talked to Tony Rossi over in America and he's been having these uh, conversations with me, which I think is is nice. He's yeah. a, a pescatarian. He's okay. mainly like a fish eater. But, and he's like, oh, that that doesn't hurt people, does it? And it's like, well, here mm. are the facts, Tony. And then it's up to it's you to decide. It's funny with fish, isn't it? A lot of people 
are still under the kind of illusion that fish don't have feelings and mm. fish can't feel things. And it has been proven that they can. I think it's funny with fish because I think that's one of the food groups where it doesn't get changed. It doesn't come pork or beef. No, you can literally ham. get like a full fish on your plate. With its head Scales and, its and everything. and everything. Yeah. Which t- to me is is awful. Like, it, yeah, it, we were talked in, in the last week's episode, last times episode about um how things look different so it's easy for people to forget that it's an and animal distance themselves and yeah, yeah whereas a, a full-on just fish on your plate that confuses me what do you do with the eyes do you eat them i don't think so no i think you pop them out i remember having fish and chips from a from like a fish and chip shop mm. um when i was younger with my parents and um People say, oh, oh, you don't really get bones in that kind of fish. Every now and again you do. I, I definitely did. I remember it vividly, having a bone in my mouth. Not like I didn't choke on it or anything, but like I just remember that sensation of yeah. having the bone in my mouth. And from then on, I did not eat fish. I used to love fish. I used to have a, a fish and chip Friday, every Friday. Yeah, you did. I mean, that started yeah. way back when, when I was working at the bank. And, uh, you know, it's just a tradition that carried on and... Every now and again, I'd say I miss the tradition. I miss the salt and vinegar and the the batter and stuff like that. But I can do without the fish. You can still have salt and vinegar, babe. That's fine. I know, right? (laughs) It's just the dead animal that you don't want. It's just the dead animal that we're uh, we're putting to one side. See, I remember, again, you're going to hate me for this. What? When I was younger, I wasn't as young as I would have liked to have Mm -hmm. been. But younger, when I was more childish and adolescent, I remember going into a, a pet shop back in Bradford and um, I was just messing around and I'd go to the fish tanks right at the back because yeah. you don't really sell pets now in pet shops, do you? No, do you know they I don't mean? sell don't, like kittens and, no. uh, and puppies and things Way back anymore. in the day they used to, but, but not really anymore. But the fish is still there, you know, with the aquariums. And yeah. I used to love looking at the fish. My dad had a massive aquarium when he was alive and I used to love helping him feed the fish and change the fish and... It's just so peaceful and majestic. I think we should get a fish tank. We don't have room for it, but sure. We definitely need one. I just love watching them. But anyway, I went to the back of this store where the the fish were, and I used to go around and go, breakfast, dinner, (gasps) lunch. So mean. And chips. And and like name the fish. As a (laughs) food. But as a food. Oh, you Because I didn't mean. know any better. But as then. if you would eat like a little goldfish. You Imagine just getting you? a goldfish battered on your plate. <laughs> I think I actually made a little boy cry. Well, good. But. I'm glad. I hope you feel bad. I do. I do. I feel awful. But again, it just goes to show that you can look at an animal that you would class as a pet and, you know, not feel any remorse or guilt about that. But you can eat salmon and tuna and cod and haddock straight out of the sea yeah like or from a farm a fish well, we farm. just went to whitby didn't we we did go to whitby and that's a big fishing town it is yeah there's a lot of fish and chip places a lot of seafood places a lot um, of the uh, shellfish stalls and yeah and oh yeah we um we saw lots of kids with like buckets that were specifically from like this one company and they were like catching crabs and stuff and i found it a little like i don't know what what, i don't didn't like it it's disorientating really yeah i was like oh wow there's all these children just 
catching crabs like but what is it how, doing with them like the people in that town i reckon that's how they are brought up and people yeah, that go yeah. there on holiday they, it's something new and, and fun for them to do it's like no it is uh when i go for my run on uh the canal mm-hmm. i see people fishing there yeah and there was a time where fishing has never really floated my boat i've never wanted to be a fisherman as such but i think the idea of it it's a bit of a is, lad's holiday sometimes isn't it yeah it can be a lad's holiday or it can be just calm and relaxing you sat there with a book and your rods out no, nothing sexual <laughs> hello nothing sexual we've started already pam please forgive me i didn't mean anything like that but no just <laughs> speaking of pam did she listen to the the first step yes she did yeah did you like it she did she thought it was very funny cool Big shout out to Pam again. We've got to stop doing that, by the way. I know it's listening back. We were shouting out we people sh- we left, sh- right, We basically shouted out our entire like friend list. Well, that was it. It's like, we've got a friend. We're going to shout them out. <laughs> I've got none left now <laughs> to shout friends. out. So, yeah, we're going to try and hold back on the shout outs. But, Pam, you're our number one fan, so we're going to keep shouting you out, darling. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, fishing was never a thing that appealed to me, but I like the idea of it. But now mm. it's just... So I... Um, now work with a young lad um he's 18 and let me just set the scene we work i work for a vegan multivitamin company so it most of the people that are there are vegan um you don't have to be vegan to work there so this this lad that i work with is not vegan and he likes to tell me about going fishing Mm. and i don't want to be rude but there's just things going on in my head where I'm like, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing that. I don't agree with it's that. It's when they say, oh, but we, we throw the fish back. Yeah. Yeah, but you've still stuck a hook through exactly. its face. Exactly. Is the fish now injured? Yes. Like, is it better that it's been put back? I'm not even sure. <sighs> It's awful. I don't. Man. I don't know. I. But yeah, he's a really nice lad. Um, he doesn't mean any harm by it. No. But it's like him. Something that him and his friends just do. They just go fishing for something to do, and I don't know. You know, and it's it's an old timey job as well. Like there were fishermen in the Bible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things where we've done it for so long, and there's that whole saying. Uh, Give a man a fish feed for a yeah. day, teach him how to fish feed for a lifetime. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's all those connotations to it as well. Again, there's probably some areas of the world where that's kind of all there is for them to eat. Yeah. So, again, we're under no illusion that everyone's going to be able to turn vegan because no. it probably will never happen. But, yeah, I just, I've never been a fish lover. But this whole fact and... There's that famous singer that's come out now who used to be vegan but isn't a vegan anymore because mm. she felt like she wasn't getting enough whatever omegas. to her brain. And it's yeah. like, eating fish is not the only way to get those no. omegas. Um, I can tell you firsthand from working at a vegan multivitamin company, you can when you're eating fish and getting the omegas from fish, you are getting the omegas through the fish who have eaten the algae. Yep. They have eaten the algae oil, and, and the algae oils have omega th- omegas in them. Yeah. The fish have eaten that, so therefore have omegas in them. So basically, you're getting it through a middleman. Yes. So cut out the middleman. Go for the algae. Right, <laughs> and it's the same with proteins in meat. Mm-hmm. The only proteins you're getting from the meat is what they've eaten in the grass. And also or... B12, lots of different things. You're basically all these things that people say to you you need from eating meat and dairy. You are literally 
getting them from a secondhand source. So why not just go straight, straight to, to the, the source? source? It's like every commercial on TV at the moment is cut out the middleman. Well, do that with your food. Exactly. And the thing with fish is that there's so much pollution in the oceans now. Oh my god. And have you seen the mess of the I've oceans? Seen it. Like there's there's statistics now that are saying there'll be more plastic than fish mm-hmm. in the oceans by the year 20 whatever and it's not that far away. No, it's horrendous. So that scares me. But because of all this pollution that is in the oceans, the fish are absorbing that. Yeah. And when you're eating that fish, you're eating that pollution. Exactly. And then the fish that haven't come straight from the ocean, the fish that are farmed, are in horrendous condition. Horrendous. Some of them have got cancer, but they just give you it anyway. Don't worry, hon. They don't care about it. Oh, it's FDA approved. You can eat it. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah, so I wasn't that expecting is... <laughs> to talk about fish today. I didn't think we were going to talk about fish. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, it's week, well, podcast episode number two. Yes. Basically saying we're back. We've had a nice couple of weeks, haven't we? Um, the biggest thing that's happened has been we had our vegan anniversary. Vegan anniversary, one year. One whole year of not eating any meat or dairy at all. On the 1st of October. Yeah. So we uh, we made a meal to celebrate, didn't we? Mm, what did we have? Well, we had spaghetti and meatballs, but of course, no not meat. meatballs. meatballs. <laughs> um, I'm just going to shout out where we got them from, to be honest, so... Because there is a bit of a thing about fake meats that they are very, very expensive. And some of them are very, yeah. very expensive. I'm not going to deny that. But these ones, these meatballs, I got 12 non-meatballs from Tesco. And it was their own brand, the Plant Chef range. Yeah. Um, and they were £2. Pounds. That's that's No. I would say that's less than what you would pay for, for beef meatballs. meatballs. Yeah. In my, I, I didn't look. I could have looked, but I didn't. But I would say that's less. And they were um, tasty as well. Like, I didn't so feel good. like I was missing anything. Yeah, they were so good. And then we also, my favourite bit, I'm not going to lie, was the garlic bread. So we had this garlic <laughs> bread, again from Tesco. And um, it's just it's just a garlic bread baguette. And it's sitting with all the other garlic bread, but it's vegan. Yeah. Um, and it has a sticker right on the front of it telling you it's vegan. It is 32 pence. 32 pence. 32 pence. And it's like Insane. a full-on garlic baguette and it is great. <laughs> no, I like that meal. Yeah, it was good. And then what? we ended it with a um, goo free from the, yeah. um, chocolate and vanilla cheesecake. Which was lovely. Beautiful. Quite coconutty. I, mm-hmm. I think they must have used some like coconut oil and stuff in there, but... And again, when we say cheesecake, it was a a non-cheese Yes, of course. A free from, free from little dude. Um, But before I, um, before it was our one year anniversary, I wanted to look up on, there's a a website called The Vegan Calculator. So I wanted to look up like how many animals and things we've saved in a year. So I've not told you any of these so far. Um, So what's the website? Is it, is I think it's just called vegancalculator.com or something. Right, and you just okay. put in how long you've been vegan. I think there's one where you can choose vegetarian as well. So you can see like what you've saved there as well. Yeah. But this one was obviously specifically for not eating dairy either. Okay. Um, and I put in that we'd been a vegan for a year. Now, um, how many animals do you think you, you personally, just you, would have saved? Oh, um... Don't go too high or you will, like, kill the buzz here. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, what, a hundred? Oh, okay, no. You have saved, you've not eaten 
365 animals. 365? Yeah. Wow. And neither have I. So we've saved like, what, over 700 animals there? Yeah. Um, You've also got water. Now, water is a big thing, isn't it? Yes. Like the amount of water that is used to make one hamburger is oh, it's ridiculous. a joke. I don't have that specific right now but i mean we can find that out we'll, we'll we'll look at it and we'll put it in the show notes yeah it's a joke um but you yourself again this is just for one person you have saved 401,766 gallons of water gallons 400,000 gallons wow of water so eight, between us 800,000 gallons of water has been saved <laughs> by us not eating meat or dairy <laughs> That's mental. I know. There's more. Would you like to hear more? Yeah. Um, so grain. So obviously the grain that they feed to the cows and, and the pigs and whatever. Um, you have saved 16,436 pounds of grain this year. And I'll have done the same. You see, now this always gets me because that grain that we feed the animals yeah. can go to help feeding the, the hungry. hungry. People who are starving in right? the world. So instead of feeding animals to then kill for us to eat, we could use that grain to feed Africa. Literally. And the war zones where people are dying. Like, is that right? No one is needs, that right? No one needs to go hungry, really. No one no one needs to go hungry. Honestly, if we did not feed the animals the way that we feed them, we could feed everyone in the world. And that's disgusting. <laughs> Um, you've also got CO2, so you would have saved £7,436 of CO2. Wow. So you're helping the environment there. Pounds? Like, can you weigh gas in I'm pounds? not sure. Wow. I'm not too sure, but this is what the vegan calculator is telling it's me. It's fine. Um, and also, the last one is forest. So obviously, trees are like the lungs of our planet. Yeah. Um... So you have saved 10,957 square feet. So 11,000 square feet, and I have saved that as well. We've saved, like, a forest. We've saved a lot, yeah. And that makes me feel great, and that that reinforces my why of why I'm doing this. I mean, I've said this before, I didn't go vegan because of the environment and because of the animals, but I will never go back to eating meat now because of them. Yeah. And people, somebody has asked me this week even, like, how do you feel now that you've gone vegan? Like, what are the benefits? And I'm like, yeah, I've got more energy. Yeah, I feel less sluggish. Uh, yeah, I feel healthier in myself. But I think one of the biggest side effects is just how good I feel doing this for the earth. Yeah. For everyone. Exactly. That's that's my biggest thing. Like, I, I could not eat an animal again. There's just no way I could. Um, but the way I feel about myself now, mm. though, I feel it feels right to me. Like, I don't know why I haven't been doing this for longer. No. But I think, well, I guess I maybe do. It's because it, it seems hard. It does. It seems hard. But if you really, really try, it's not that hard. But... Anything worth having or anything worth anything seems hard to start with. Like, look at the people with the great bodies. Mm. You know that they're counting calories. You know they're watching exactly what they eat. Mm -hmm. You know that they're going to the gym two, three, four times a day and they're working out. Times a day? Muscle. 
Yeah. Oh, I've got time for that. I've got a job. No, but these <laughs> this is their job. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But and you, and you look at them and you like the amount of effort that it goes. Anybody can have that kind of body if they wanted to. If they were to do the calculations that these people are doing day in day out, the the, the monitoring the sleep, the monitoring absolutely everything. Mm. The reason people don't do that is because it's, it's hard. It's too hard. Yeah, it seems hard. Yeah, no, it does. And I, I personally have been quite bad for that kind of thing in the past. Like, oh, I want to lose weight. I'm a really bad yo-yo dieter. Like, I, I go up and down a lot. Um, and it's always, oh, it's just, it's too hard. But we found something that seems to have kind of clicked, haven't we? Well, yeah. Uh, well, this is it. The thing... Look at any kind of decent sports person. Like, let's not just go off people's bodies and, and physical appearance. Michael Jordan playing basketball, David Beckham playing football. The reason they got so good is because they practiced time and time and time again. David Beckham spent hours practicing that free kick. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan spent hours practicing three throws. And yet, yeah, when you look at it, they make it look so easy. The people with the bodies make it look so easy. People who are vegan now make it look so easy. But the only way you're going to get anywhere in life is by putting in that practice and by starting somewhere. Mm-hmm. And this is what we've done with this vegan aesthetics. Yeah, so we, um, I kind of started following this girl, Stephanie. Uh, I don't know how to say her surname, but her na- her name's naturally Stephanie, basically. Uh, she's a Scottish lass who is in great shape and she is a vegan. Um, and she started, she's been doing it for a really long time and it's something I'd been thinking about trying like over the last year, but just never did. Um, this thing called vegan aesthetics, which it's all about getting fit and getting healthy. Yeah. Um, so she gives you a meal plan. She gives you a, um, a workout plan, one for at home and one for at the gym, depending on what you want to do. Um, and she does 12 week challenges. So we've just completed um, the summer 12 week challenge, haven't we? Again, in the week where we've gone live in the podcast, we've celebrated our vegan anniversary. Yeah. Now this. And we've, yeah, we've completed it. And I, the, the difference I can see in my body is incredible. It's insane. Like we've been working out five, four minimum, five times a week. Yeah. First thing in the morning, that's what we'll do. We'll get up and work out first thing in the morning before six o'clock. Before eat. well, yeah, quarter to six most of the time. We'll get up, start working out about six o'clock, and um, before we both start working, just get it out the way. Yeah. If you, that's the one thing I've learned is just get it out the way because if you go to work, you come home, you're gonna be tired. Yeah. You're going to want to sit down and chill. So for me, certainly, I mean, you might be totally different, but for us anyway, we just find it so much easier to get it out of the way first thing. Well, in all these people's success stories that they give, the first chapter is always the morning routine. Mm. And it usually comprises of waking up, meditating, working out, doing a a nice big breakfast. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So in everybody's kind of success story, it always starts off with a workout in the morning. And that's because it just gets your body moving. It gets the blood 
pumping. Apparently for guys, it's uh, the optimal time for working out because that's when our testosterone is at the highest. So we can like lift heavier weights and things like that. Oh, right. Uh, Is it better to do it before breakfast? Again, there's pros and cons to each. So some people call it, uh, if you're doing like mainly, mainly cardio work, they call it a fasted cardio. Mm-hmm. So you, you're starting the day on a deficit. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're burning fat from the moment that you wake up, basically. Yeah. So Well, that seems to work for us, right? It, it definitely I mean, works. I haven't been weighing myself particularly, so I don't know in sort of pounds and stones what I've lost, but... You don't need to. Just look no. at the, your before photo and your after photo. Yeah. And Stephanie herself, she's been... She's been posting it everywhere. She's clearly impressed. So, you know. (laughs) But this is what's made it so easier for us. So we went vegan before we started this vegan aesthetics thing and we did the whole trying to find our way, like meat substitutes (laughs) and things like that. And then Stephanie's come along and gone, here's what you eat for breakfast. Here's what you eat for lunch. Here's what you eat for tea. Mm -hmm. And here's what you do to work out. It's a step-by-step guide. And if you follow that guide... You're going to get results. Yeah. And it works. And she, but she's also very honest and says, you know, you probably won't look like me in 12 weeks because, you know, my starting point was a, a long, long, long time ago. But you will get results if you if you follow it. If and we you followed, keep going. We followed that meal plan to the letter, didn't we? Yes. We changed things around at some points, but we always used her meals. Yeah. Um, and we did not skip any workouts. We did not miss any workouts. And it's been probably one of the best things I've ever done for myself. I feel better in myself than I have for a very long time. People want a quick fix. People want to do as bare minimum as possible. But as long as they're doing something, they feel like they're achieving something. And it's like, guys, I want to shake them. I want to go, just just stick to it. Mm-hmm. Don't mess about with what they're saying works because they say it works for a reason. Yeah. So if you follow what they're doing and if it doesn't work, then you've got grounds for complaint. Yeah, but, if you start, but you ha- have to give it a little bit of time as well, don't you? Because there's a lot of people I know that they give it like a week. And if they haven't lost any weight in a week, then that's it. They're trying something else. And that's usually the time where you're, you're not going to lose weight. You might even put weight on because your body's going, no, something new is happening. Store <laughs> the fat. I don't know when I'm going to get it again. Do you know what I mean? So it's going to be like, yeah. Yeah. Get past that. Get yeah. past your plateau. And then you will start seeing the results. And I mean, you're, you're proof of that. Yeah. So our next 12-week challenge starts on Monday, doesn't on Monday. it? Two more days uh, from when we're recording now. So it starts on the 5th of October. So we shall keep you all updated with how we're getting on. But we do have a cheat meal in the middle of that, don't we? We do, um, because something very important is happening. Oh, what's that? Um, It's going to be my birthday. The big 3-0. So everybody listening to this podcast, whenever you're listening to this podcast, it could be a year down the line, just jump on our social medias at PB Performers Pod on Twitter and Instagram and wish Emma a massive Happy birthday. birthday. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm going to eat so much food. So much food. I want a lot of cake. Um, And possibly my first alcoholic beverage in about five months. And all right. Mm. How's that been for you? Not drinking? Yeah. Doesn't bother me. No? Does it bother you? No? Nah, not not that bothered. Uh, I've never been super drinky, drinky person. And honestly, I drink like a teenager. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't drink wine. I'm not a classy chick. WKD I drink blue, blue WKDs. Hey, blue WKD, if you want to sponsor me and give me some free stuff, I'm, <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> so what, what do you reckon has been easier or harder for you than no drinking or the vegan? Neither have been that hard. No? But I'd say I struggled more at the start of being vegan with like chocolate and things yeah. than I ever will with I could never drink again. Okay. And I'd be fine with it. I would just want a soft drink that tastes like a blue WKZ because <laughs> it tastes so good. And if you don't if you think that, that that's not true, then you're lying because they taste wonderful. I'm gonna say not many people enjoy the taste of alcohol. No. And also you have to be very careful with alcohols because some of them are not vegan friendly. No. I don't know which specific ones, but I believe that there are some like beers and things that are filtered through a fish bladder. Ooh. Yeah. So those are not vegan. Yes, I like this lager. It has a very fishy taste. Fish urine taste. Oh, <laughs> just what I look for in my Amstel. Not saying that Amstel do no, this. We, we don't know which we ones We don't know. Are. We don't know. Um, but yeah, you do have to be a little careful. There are some wines, I believe, that aren't vegan. So there, some shops have specific sort of vegan sections for their wine. Mm. So if it's something you're into, then do check the, the labels. Because you can get vegan wine, like specifically vegan wines, can't you? Yeah, you can, yeah. So yeah, just check check them labels. That's what you do a lot as a as a plant based or yeah, vegan you check person. A lot of labels. You just like we went shopping today, didn't we? And we were like, we're like anything that we picked up that we don't normally get, we're like, oh hold on, let me just uh, let me just check the ingredients in this. And I think that's it as well. Like the first time you go vegan, this is where a lot of the scary stuff comes in. Is the fact that you do have to check those labels. Mm-hmm. But once you get into a routine and you buy the stuff that you like, you no longer have to check the labels because you know you're going to eat that. You know you've had that before. You know that that's vegan. Yeah. It's the same with absolutely anything. You've just got to just try it. Yeah. And it only takes two seconds as well to scan a label because they put the allergens in bold. So if you're not totally sure, sometimes they'll say suitable for vegetarians and still be vegan. They just haven't put that on the label. But if it doesn't have any milk or anything in it, you know, if it's got soya, they'll always have soya in bold because that's an allergen. Yeah. They'll have celery in bold because sometimes that's an allergen. Um, but yeah, if it's got milk or anything like that, it will say. So just give it a quick scan. Yeah. And if it's not got any of that in it, then you're cool. You're good, you're good to, go. to go. Nice one. So like I said, we've been live now uh, over two weeks. Mm-hmm. And we started getting a few reviews in. Yes. Now, this is funny. I was promoting this podcast on a load of Facebook groups just to get people talking about it, just to to bring an audience in. Mm -hmm. And the first week that I promoted it, I was getting a load of positive feedback and a load of encouragement from meat eaters. Yeah. The one negative piece of constructive feedback, I can guess you'd call it. Yeah. was from a vegan. Oh, interesting. What did they say? I can't remember the comment off the top of my head, but it was like, you're plant-based, you're not vegan. There is still a difference. You're still hurting the animals with the the clothes that you choose and the cosmetics you use. And I was like, oh, and he said it at the end. He was like, I don't want to be that person, but... (laughs) So don't be that person then. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I was like, 
I could understand kind of a meat eater coming at me. Mm. Like, because they're a bit scared about being challenged about what they're doing. Yeah. But for somebody who is technically on our side... Yeah. To then... In air quotes. Yeah, in air quotes, to, to attack us. I think that's that was quite shocking. That was, it was strange, yeah. It's funny because there does seem to be a bit of an air of superiority among some vegans. And that's the reason why a lot of people will not call themselves vegan. And like we talked about at the end of last week's podcast, it was... There is a difference, I think, between people calling themselves plant-based and vegan just because they don't want to be attacked by people. But I can also understand people not wanting to go plant-based or vegan because of people like this. Yeah. These extremists. I've got no other words to call them, but extremists. And they think that they're all holier than thou because they brush their teeth with, I don't know, string from <laughs> that they've had since they were 10. Do you know what I mean? Uh, okay. And they, they <laughs> That's use... an interesting one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's the fact that they think they're better than everyone else. And because you're not what they class as vegan, they want to attack you. It's like, how dare you call yourself a vegan if you're doing this, this and this? Yeah. When surely the way that I responded to this guy was like, surely we want everyone to be on the same page. Yeah. Like whether they're killing animals for me, like if we can get them to not do that, by calling ourselves plant-based, surely that's going to have more of an effect on the world than telling everybody to go fully vegan straight away. And telling them they're wrong for not for doing it. Yeah. Because as we'd like to reiterate, we are not here to preach at people. We believe every little helps. Every little helps. And it's what I keep telling people. Even if you just go meat and dairy-free for one day, jump on that vegan calculator and you will see what a difference you make. Exactly. Just one day a week... For a year. And also just the the little swaps. The little swaps. Like, just don't buy dairy butter or try a vegan cheese. It's not everyone's favourite thing generally, but I think it's all right. (laughs) I mean, can we do more? Yes. Always. Can the guy who attacked us do more? Yes. I'm 100% sure he can do more. I think everybody can do a little bit more. But if it's... And again, I think I said this last week. If it's a case of doing everything all at once or doing nothing i'd rather you do something just so just one little thing just one little thing to make yourself feel good to make a difference in the world it really shocked me that a guy who was meant to be all-encompassing of of veganism and supportive would then attack us for trying to promote veganism but in a like in a a softer way yeah so it's not throwing down people's also, if you'd have listened to the podcast, you well, would this have is heard. It. We even said, like, we are making the changes in our cosmetics and our, our the clothes that we wear. Like, yeah. but we couldn't do it all on day one. It's too much to ask for anyone to do all on day one. Yeah, it is. If I have too much to do, generally I'll do nothing just because I don't know where to start. It's that feeling of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. So break it down. And that's all we were trying to say. So, yeah. I mean, I did reply to him nicely and I was like, come on, you know, this is the goal for us surely we're all in this for the the long haul and if we can make one person make a small change surely that's better than than nothing right yeah so i thought that was it for reviews until then we posted about our vegan anniversary Mm -hmm. and again a lot of people were very congratulated and things like that people were curious and asking me about certain things again 
If you ask me the question, I will give you the answer. But then we got one really negative comment about this. Mm-hmm. All I'd posted was like, it's been a year since we've been vegan. Yeah. Just celebrating that fact. And somebody was like, oh, I had dairy milk for my breakfast. Yeah. And I was like, really? Yeah, I saw that comment and took a picture of it and sent it to Liam was like, why? <laughs> why not just scroll past? This is it. I mean, hurt people hurt people. So something's going on in this person's life where they felt the need to attack. Maybe we made them feel a bit uncomfortable about the thing, which wasn't our intention. We was just celebrating uh, an anniversary. A milestone in our life. Exactly. Yeah. So... I don't jump onto people's anniversary posts of when they got married and go, well, I'm single. <laughs> right? Or if somebody had given up alcohol for a year, you don't go, well, I had a beer this morning. Exactly. Somebody who's given up drugs forever. Oh, well, I just, uh, I shot up this morning, snorted some coke. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't do that for any other kind of person celebrating a milestone in their life. So yeah. why do it to us? I don't know. I mean, I did kind of get a bit defensive about this. And, you know, I wish this person well. I said, you know, cool, you do you. And I will say that to absolutely everybody. You do you. Here's the reason why I don't do that anymore. And I listed a load of reasons why. Yeah, he sent a very, very vegan post. I was very proud. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that should be the end of it. So should we chat about... The performance side of things, because obviously this is the plant-based performers podcast. Yes. Okay. So it's uh, October now. We've been in lockdown since March. What's happening with the industry? Not very much, sadly. There's uh, not a lot going on. Certainly from where I've been in the industry. So. So today you were meant to have you were was meant to be at a gig. Right. Yeah, I was meant to be singing at a hen party today. It was going to be a surprise for the hen um, to have a singer. They wanted me to sing Westlife, which I'm all for. <laughs> um, but obviously that's been postponed. I've had weddings postponed that I was singing at. I've had a wedding had to postpone twice, very oh, sadly, because they postponed from September till February. And I think she realised february's maybe a little soon yeah so they've postponed again till september next year so hopefully that can go ahead but speaking of which weren't you like even double booked today i was double booked today yeah <laughs> so you've gone from having two gigs <laughs> yeah in a way i'm kind of glad that they got cancelled because i was a little screwed because i'd like not told our uh band manager that I had a gig this day and then something came through and I was like um oops (laughs) um but also the theatre that I used to work at kind of still technically do but unfortunately they've had to lay everybody off at the moment technically Um, the panto has been cancelled uh, panto's not gonna be happening down the country Mm -hmm. I mean there was a, a an equity march the other day of uh, panto performance. Oh, was there? Yeah, I saw that. I, th- I believe there's been a few protests and things going on. Unfortunately, I just haven't had the time to really even really look at anything. I'd, I've just been busy with, with work. But but on the positive, we've got tickets to go see Six. I know, yes. Six is coming to the Lowry in, at Salford. So um, even though things are quiet, it's not dead, no, people. It, Do you know, it will there come is still back. an industry there. We're still fighting the fight. It's it just, will come back. It's just it's just sleeping. Yeah. It's just having a little little snooze. Just having a little snooze. I mean, yes, I'm not belittling the situation at all. I know it's hard, especially if you're a, a, 
a self-employed performer and furlough is now what down to 20% and not every performer is eligible for that because they didn't earn enough the year before to get that back in taxes and I know it's a struggle I see it on Facebook on Twitter all the time but just be just be certain that there is an industry there guys and you know it's going to call out for you and this may be just that break that we need that once everything gets up and kicking again they're going to need new talent yeah hopefully it's going to go mad like everything's going to go mental uh the the rules are still going to be in place of the two meter so you're going to have to bubble with your cast which means people that you see in everything can no longer be in everything because it can only be in one thing mm, so now they're going to have true. to look for two or three four more people of that type which you might be of to be in those other things which is your chance to get discovered that's very true so you know yes it is hard but it's it's still there i mean tv is back filming I see yeah. Hollyoaks is filming, uh, Emmerdale and Corey, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what the weird... <laughs> do you know what Sod's Law is? I set up my own self-taping business, mm-hmm. didn't I? And now self-tapes are key Huge. for Absolutely massive. Because in-person auditions, they're trying to cut down as much as possible. Your first round, more or less now, is going to be a self-tape. I thought, yes, I'm quits in now. But we can't... Can't have people in the house. <laughs> we can't have people you in the house. You can't go to other people's house. I can't house. go around to other people's houses. <laughs> so this company that I set up where I was like, yes, do you know what I mean? I can I can earn a bit of money now. I still can't. No. <laughs> and what it's making people do now, which is a really, really good thing, is it's forcing actors to go out and learn how to self-tape themselves. So I'm becoming less... A bit obsolete, really, I am aren't you? obsolete. But <laughs> do you know what? My, my services are still there and I'm happy to give out advice and things for free on uh, Twitter or Instagram. Just hit me up at that self-tape guy. But yeah, that's that's kind of the industry that we're, uh, we're in at the moment. Yeah. I saw... Uh, do you know the guy who played Elder Cunningham mm-hmm. in Manchester? He was In the on, Book of Mormon. In the Book of Mormon, sorry. Musical. Yes. If you don't know what that is. He was on Instagram and he posted this thing saying, I miss Manchester. I replied going, we miss you too. I also miss Manchester. Let me put that <laughs> out there because we were saying today, it's been like seven months since seven we were months. even there. But on the same day that I saw that, I saw another theatre there post, the Mormons are still coming, even though it's delayed. Yeah. Which I think segues nicely onto what we really wanted to talk about today is touring. Yeah. So it's nice to know that that tour is still going on, albeit under very, very different circumstances. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is how we met through touring. Yeah. On the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. I'm finished. You're finished. Yeah. I mean, beautiful voice. It was was a bit of Donkey from Shrek there for you. (laughs) I don't know if we have the rights to that. We might have to bleep it out. Nah, be fine. Who's going to sue us? <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I've got no money. You can't sue me. Yeah. I'm just a performer. A vegan one at that. Um, During, but, obviously, the last year, so we've been we've been vegan for a year, you've been on the road a lot more than I have, so I probably haven't got as much to fill in about this, but I can certainly sort of put it from my side of being at weddings and parties and things, singing well, this there. Is it. This is what I was going to say. We've been vegan a year, and since March, so what, seven months mm-hmm. of that year, we've not been working. 
we've not been out on the road performing. Mm -hmm. So that's five months that we can only really talk about being vegan on the road. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, if you are going vegan and you're a performer, I think this is one of the hardest areas to to tackle. Definitely. Especially, I think if you're on a tour where it's... um, self-catered where you're you know in in a place for like a week at a time or something but you buy all your own food and you cook it in your digs you're gonna be okay you can buy what you want you'll know what you want and you can cook what you want so when we were working for that theater company yeah we weren't neither of us were were plant-based then but we we would have been okay we would have been okay i think Um, the hardest thing there would have been if we sold so many shows that we, we were entitled to a team meal paid mm-hmm. for by the company. Now, if everybody else on your team isn't vegan, might be hard the, to find yeah. a restaurant that that suits everybody. But and depending I, on where you are as well, because we were out in the sticks sometimes, literally like so, the middle of nowhere. And our team meals would have to be at like a pub. Do yeah, you know what I mean, so it's like which yeah, because there's some places in the country where veganism is. It's very small. They don't really know what it no, is. No, they don't really know what it is. Um, but, you know, since then, I think if you're on tours where you're staying in places like bed and breakfasts or hotels, that's something that you've got a lot of experience with. Yeah. Well, a bit of experience with during the last year. Um, how, how did you find it? Because you, I was surprised when you came back the first time after going away you know, since going vegan, that you said to me you hadn't you hadn't slipped at all. I was very surprised. I mm. thought you'd have come back and been like, "Oh well, there wasn't much to eat, so I had a steak." <laughs> yeah, it's difficult because um, a lot of the time with me in the job that I I was doing before uh, lockdown, we would travel. Could be the length of the country that day. Um, get into the hotel or wherever we were doing the show, set up have a meal there, do the show, sleep, then travel the length of the country back. So it was only mm-hmm. like one show kind of thing. So we spent a lot of time in the car. Mm-hmm. And before I went vegan, I would snack on anything on the way down just to keep my energy levels up. So it'd be like chocolate bars with nuts in, uh, crisps, any kind of sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to love calamari, going back to the fish. So when I went vegan... And we'd stop off at services and things like that. It was it got harder. a lot harder to, yeah. to try and find these kind. Of, well, the things that I was allowed to eat, and mm-hmm. again, it was a lot of label searching. Yeah. Um, my usual go-to stuff was out the door now. I'd, I'd have to pick fruits, nuts. M and S started to do a vegan sandwich range, mm-hmm. which thank God for because. You know, I, I love a sandwich because it's quick and easy. When you're in the car, you don't really have that much space to eat yeah. anything. Um, and usually in these services, there was a Greg, so I got a, a vegan sausage roll, oh, which man. I managed to convert people on my door to eat in vegan they're sausage rolls. so good. I think they're better than the actual sausage ones. I mean, guys, try them out. They're absolutely sure. beautiful. But yeah, the, the, the travel was quite difficult because I didn't have that range anymore, that whole shop that I could have chose from was then whittled down to yeah. practically nothing. And again, you have to be careful with the kind of crisps that you eat mm. because they're not necessarily vegan. I mean, no. prawn cocktail uh, Pringles, 
we used to love prawn cocktails. They are the bomb. But they've got milk in them for no, whatever why? silly reason. But also Pringles that don't have milk in them. For example, like the barbecue ones or like meaty flavoured ones. You can eat. It's weird, isn't it? So that was that was a big shock. And I always used to love a cup of tea. So luckily, again, at these service stations, there's always a Costa and they do plant-based milk. Mm-hmm. But if you went anywhere else... Like, we, we stopped off at a cafe once, and they just didn't have plant-based milk. Yeah. So, or if you're at, like, a little B&B or something, the, the chances are they won't. No. If you're out in the middle of nowhere or in this tiny little village, chances are they probably won't. So there's been times you've had to take, like, well, a Well, this is a bottle, it, yeah. I got it? stung by that quite a lot. And if, if people know me, they know I love a cup of tea. Like, I cannot function without a good brew. Uh, it just keeps me going. So after getting stung by this quite a few times, even once on your birthday last year, mm. we performed somewhere and they didn't have any plant-based milk and I, I just needed a tea, so I drank it black. I'm not a black tea drinker. Nah. I know some people like it. It's too strong for me, but I needed a brew. But a couple of times after that, I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to take my own mm-hmm. little packet of Alpro milk. It was soy. I prefer almond milk, but... Sony milk's better than no milk. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, that's my tip for the day, guys. If if you like a hot drink and you're on the road, go to Tesco's, go to any big supermarket and you can find, it's like a pack of three small plant-based milks. Just just take one with you because there's no guarantee that you're going to stop on the way down. They're going to have plant-based milk. Mm -hmm. And a few hotels that we were staying in, they didn't have plant-based milk, so at no. least I had the option for a brew in the morning. Because mm-hmm. these hotels, you know, sometimes the, the big chains of hotels, sometimes they're just part of the venue that we're performing in. Mm. Uh, but it's usually a buffet-style breakfast that yeah. you get. And, you know, so you you always get your free tea, your, your orange juice, apple juice, or whatever it is. So, you know, the tea and the coffee is always there. The milk... Isn't. Sometimes isn't. But even the food side of things at a buffet can be difficult. I remember you telling me about one where you, you had to get them to check if the sausages were vegan. Oh, and yeah. they came back and they went, oh, they're, they're vegetarian. You're like, no, are they vegan? <laughs> oh, people just don't understand. Like there were some places I'd go to and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm vegan. What do you have? Oh, well, this is gluten free. <laughs> well, that's nice. Totally different thing. <laughs> I'm not gluten free. I'm vegan. Like, <laughs> what do you have that's vegan? And, yeah, just look at you with this blank expression yeah. on their face. Like, they just don't comprehend. Some places don't get it at all, do they? But then, on the flip side, we've had some really nice meals as oh, well. Some, yeah, some places will go above and beyond. There was one where we had, like, this... I don't even know what it was, but it was, like, a layered thing that just had loads of different vegetables on it and, like, lovely tomato sauce. It was beautiful. Um... We've had like lovely soups and just there's some venues that can't do enough for you. Yeah. And like they make sure that it's okay. Um, I would say, if anything, if you are away working for a company, maybe try and ask the company to ring ahead and tell them. Yeah. Because I'm not sure that's something that the company that we were working for ever did. Sometimes they did. Like when we'd go there and... They'd be like, okay, so I've got one vegan meal, one pescatarian mm. meal, one normal meal. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, they give you the menus appropriately at that point. Mm. 
but sometimes they didn't. Yeah. It's so if you are going to be, you know, after all of this is done, maybe just ask the company if you or are even staying do away. It yourself. Find out where it is that you're performing or where it is that you'll be eating, and just phone up or go on the the internet and have a look at the menu yourself so you mm. know in advance that you're going to eat when you're down there and what it is that you can order and things like that. Yeah. For any sort of singers out there that might be gigging, whether you're in a band or whether you're doing weddings like I do, that kind of thing, I would advise taking something with you. So I normally cook up a bit of pasta and just have like a tomato sauce with it. Something really simple that I can eat cold because I've been to a lot of gigs and a lot of weddings and I can't expect... Personally, I mean, I can ask for a vegan meal. I was going to say, can you put that on your rider in advance and go like, if I'm doing a full day event for you, I, could, I need feeding and I'm vegan. I could put it in a co- in my contract for sure. But I'm also aware that these brides and grooms, particularly talking about weddings here, have got a million things to think about. And that might slip their mind. And I cannot go in and be like, well... I need some food. So this, I'm this person that you don't really care about. I'm just here to sing and I haven't got anything to eat. If they provide something for you, absolutely amazing. If they don't, I personally would always have something as a backup mm. because I'd the last thing I would want is to make their day stressful for but no there are reason. There performers out there that just don't care and would do that. That and if that's for, if that's who you are, cool. But for me, I'm not at that point where I feel like I could demand it. Yeah. Because yes, they're paying me to be there and they want me there all day, so therefore they should give me some food. But am I their number one priority? No, I am not. Here's my tip for anyone who's going out gigging whether it's a, a show or whatever is get in with the kitchen staff and the waiters and the waitresses like chat to them become their friends because <laughs> they're more likely to to help you out yeah. in those kind of situations yeah they will for sure the amount of times i've gone in and spoke to the the chefs and the, the waiters and the waitresses and you know just had a bit of a laugh with them whilst we're setting up and then when they go oh you know we're ready for food now it's like oh yeah i'm vegan and like don't worry we, yeah we've, we've got nothing on tonight but i'll sort something out for you or yeah. I'll make sure the chef will will do this and it, you know it's it's just being nice, doing things without expectation to start off with, but you know they're going to look after you back. Yeah, exactly. So life on the road can be a little bit tougher when you've not got your home comforts and you've not got your kitchen full of food, but it is completely doable. Again, like you were saying, I think the, the, the tip and the, the trick is to, if you want to guarantee food, Prepare it yourself. Yeah. Prepare yourself a sandwich. Prepare yourself a salad or a pasta, something that you can eat cold because there's not necessarily going to be anywhere to heat it up yeah, where exactly. you are. Uh, there may not even be time to heat it up where you are. So, or like a thermos of soup, like mm. make yourself a thermos of soup. Just anything that you can take with you. It's easily transportable. It's not going to make a mess. And, you know, you're guaranteed food at that point. Yeah. Otherwise, you kind of rolling the dice a little for sure not so much now in in although i say that there was a big chain once that we we stayed in and i went down for breakfast and i was like oh i'm vegan what have you got and she's like oh cereal i said okay have you got any plant-based milk no i was like so how can i have the cereal (laughs) i'll just have dry cereal thanks lovely (laughs) 
Do you know the amount of times I've had to have beans on toast? Yeah, beans on because toast. That's all. And again, you have to ask, no butter. And at because... a buffet as well, like a wedding buffet, if, if the bride and groom allow you or the, and the band to eat at the buffet, chips are your best chips, friend. Yeah. Chips are your best friend. It's um, It can be interesting. And I've been to weddings with big hog roasts and things. So I would prefer to have my own food in that kind of situation. That's their wedding. They can have what they want. Yeah. But I don't want to be staring at a dead pig, personally. <laughs> no, exactly. And, you know, that's a an interesting question, which I was going to ask anyway. As a singer and you're booking your own gigs, mm. would you ever get to the point and go, do you know what, you're having this at your wedding, so unfortunately because it disagrees with my ethics, I'm going to have to turn it down? Like if they're having the wedding on a farm or in a slaughterhouse or if they're having mm. a hog roast or anything like that, do you feel like you if could... If they're having it in a slaughterhouse, that's a bit weird, first of all. Um, okay, like a, a hunting wedding or a, a fisherman's wedding. Do you know what I mean? Something that goes against your your morals and your ethics. Would you turn that down or would you take it for the money but like disassociate yourself from that? It's... It's a difficult one to answer because you don't always know all of the specifics before you take on a wedding. If someone's having a hog roast or something like that, no, I'm not going to cancel a wedding because they're having a hog roast. If Unless they're going to try and force feed me it, then no, that's, that's completely their choice. A hunting wedding, you know... If I was going to witness something being hurt and killed, no, I would not do that wedding. I would turn that wedding down or that gig or that party or whatever. But I'm I'm happy to be in a place where meat is being consumed as long as I don't have to consume it. But if I'm going to witness something happening, then no, I will not do that. So I know... This year, you were meant to have gigs at a, a horse riding. Yeah, it was horse racing. Horse racing. Yeah. Like, where would you stand on that now? I didn't want to do it anyway. I know you didn't want to do it then, but you, you said yes because it was the band. Well, it was the full band. And I so therefore, I didn't feel like I could lose everyone money on something that I didn't want to do. I, I made it clear that I didn't want to see what was going on. I said, as long as I don't have to watch the races, then yes, I would do it. I mean, is that does that still stand now? Or would you go, actually, guys, I'm really uncomfortable with that. Find yourself another singer for that, that gig. I think, yeah, I think I would probably have to speak to my manager about it and say that it's, it's something that I really, really disagree with because I, I could not be around witnessing the things that may happen mm. it's not might not happen but if i'm around and some poor horse breaks its leg i know what's going to happen and i cannot be a part of that no so yeah it's, it makes it difficult particularly with the band because i don't want to be the reason that three three guys don't get their wage but surely they can find somebody else if you if they know in advance yeah it's difficult but yeah what about you would you be happy to take a job where you'd have to, I don't know, eat, or they wanted you to eat meat or on screen? Or... So I've done a little bit of research into this now, and it seems that you can get anything plant-based to look like it's meat alternative. Mm. So if I'm, for example, eating a burger in a scene, it can be a meat-free burger 
but just look like it's come from whatever. Yeah, they don't look like just mushed up vegetables no, anymore. So eating wise, I'd be fine. Would I promote something in a commercial, like uh, a fast food restaurant? Again, the money is good, but it goes against my ethics now. I don't think I would. Okay. Don't think I'd, I'd ask my agent to pump me up for anything like that. It's a difficult one to know until it kind of... Until er- it happens, yeah. yeah. But the other thing, like I said, when we were on tour, a lot of the places that we were staying were farms mm-hmm. and working farms at that. Mm-hmm. I fed some lambs right? on one of them. But now knowing what you now know, those lambs aren't alive anymore. No. So no, how not. would you feel about staying in places like that? Because you can't ask this company to, just because you're a vegan, to put you somewhere else because they're not going to do it. They're going to hire somebody. It's cheaper for them to hire somebody who will stay in these places. Exactly. Yourself. I, I don't know. This is the thing. It's difficult. I guess everyone's going to have their own feelings on it. Everyone's going to have their own line so yeah. if you're if you if you're a performer and you're plant based and you're cool to go and stay on a farm, I do not judge you at all. If I had the option, I'm not sure I could do it anymore. But again, it it it's difficult to know until I was literally told that that's what was happening. Yeah, I mean, please, guys, uh, if you've experienced anything like this and you want to weigh in on the conversation, just hit us up on our social medias and just let us yeah. know let us know your thoughts We'd and opinions on it. We'd love to hear your stories and, and how you kind of find life on the road. Because it's not easy. No. Well, I think that's it for episode two. Is it? I think so. I think it is as well. Is there anything else you'd like to say to our lovely listeners? No, just uh, thanks for listening and stay cool. And the next time they hear your voice... I'll be a 30-year-old woman. woman. (laughs) You might might be thinking, who's that old woman? But don't worry, it'll just be me. It'll it'll still be you. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, thank you for spending what looks to be like an hour listening to us. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. If you've made it this far, congratulations. Give yourself a round of applause. I'll put that in here. And please check back with us in, in two weeks' time. And quickly... Last time we did ask people if you are vegan and you're a performer and you want to come on the podcast because we are going to start looking for guests, just email us in at plantbasedperformers at gmail.com and just let us know what it is that you're doing and why you'd like to come on the show. Uh, we will get back to you as soon as possible. If you have already written in, we have read your email. We are in the process of getting back to you. But until then, I have been Lee Petcher. And I'm Amelia Rose. And we have been putting veganism back in the spotlight. See you later. Thanks for joining. We had a blast on the plant-based before.